When you see a mugshot of a person convicted or even just accused of a terrible crime, what do you think? If you're like me, you see a person, when I'm at my best, a person who's made poor choices or, as my mother would say, fell in with the wrong crowd. You might see one who walked down the wrong path, someone who's wrecked his own life and the lives of others. Or like me, you might see someone who deserves to be punished and is getting what is coming to him. Over the summer, in public discourse about questionable police killings, there is a group of people who immediately want to know what criminal activity the person committed, the person who was in police custody and died. They see, what they see are bad guys who deserve what they got. Questions about criminal justice and punishment often come down to what someone deserves because of their bad behavior. Too often when we see a criminal, we don't see human dignity. We see someone deserving of a, pun a punishment. Fortunately, this is not how God sees any of us, criminal or law-abiding. When Jesus sees the criminal, even the one who has enacted serious, horrible, terrible, violent crime, he sees, Jesus sees, only pure, raw, potential for good created in the image of God. And when he sees us, regardless of our past and, or present, he, Jesus, invites us into his kingdom. This, brothers and sisters, is the message of today's parable. Now, I think it's important to say what this parable is not. Also, it's not about equal pay for equal work. If it were, the landowner is unjust, and there would have to be an alternative conclusion. This is a parable of the kingdom of God, and like many such parables in Matthew's gospel, the ultimate message is the last will be first, and the first shall be last. The actions of the vineyard owner throughout the day sets up a confrontation between himself and those who feel entitled to more. The ones who have borne the sweat of the day's labor, they are the industrious ones and they deserve more. They are the righteous and they exhibit contempt for both the less industrious ones and the generous benefactor who has made them equal to us. Anyone who's read the gospel will recognize this confrontation. It's the repeated confrontation between Jesus and the religious authorities of his day. Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why isn't he paying more attention to us? We are the holy ones. We are the ones who do things right. We are more deserving of his attention. You might remember, or if you go to Daily Mass, you might remember a gospel earlier this week in which a Pharisee in this exact situation says, if he only knew what kind of woman that was, he wouldn't let her touch him that way. But to these holy ones who thought that they deserved more, Jesus responds, the well are not in need of a physician, but the sick. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That is the beauty of the vineyard owner in the parable today. He's the one that goes out seeking. He's the one that goes out at various times of the day seeking those who are in need. And when he encounters them, he invites them to his kingdom. None deserve this help. None deserve this employment. None deserve this work. But all are given. 
This this mirrors the action of Jesus throughout all the Gospels. His healing restores the outcast leper that he's never met to his life-giving community. Jesus offers redemption to all who need it. Matthew, the tax collector, the woman at the well, the sinful woman who anoints his feet, Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the woman caught in adultery, the criminal crucified on the cross next to him, the disciple who denies him or doubts him. None deserving, but all are called. Today you will be with me in paradise. Some have seen in this story a conflict between Jewish and Gentile Christians. Jesus responds to those who thought that the Jews who've known God for centuries are deserving more from God than the Johnny-come-lately Gentiles. But Jesus reminds us that God has often offered the Jews eternity. There is no more to be offered. And he loves all his children and has no choice but to give us all the same gift. It's in his nature to do so. He has only one payment that he lays down his life for the good of his brothers and sisters. His wage cannot be broken into degrees. St. Paul tells us that at the cross, Jesus breaks down all the barriers that separate us. Regardless of when we accepted his invitation, the vineyard of his kingdom, the invitation to the vineyard of his kingdom, the wage is the same for all. But apparently many in Jesus' time and even in the first century church were like those who complained in the parable, you've made them equal to us. This may even be Matthew talking about himself. This parable only appears in his gospel. And remember that he was a tax collector. Uh, He was uh, accustomed to balance sheets and ledgers, to things equal and unequal. But Jesus reminds these that this is not about bottom lines or balance sheets and that they have no claim on anything more. Then he asks them a very important question. It's translated in the translation I read today, are you envious because I am generous? But what the Greek says is, is your eye evil because I am good? Another place in Matthew's gospel, Jesus tells us to pluck out our evil eye and that it's better to be blind than to have an evil eye. Jesus wishes that we will not see the world through evil eyes. Rather, he wants us to imitate his goodness or generosity in our dealings with each other. And yet, too often, we see the world through eyes which cannot rejoice at the good that other people experience for fear that somehow it takes something away from us, something that we deserve. This is the source of judgment, separation, and condemnation. We see others as unworthy, but Jesus calls us to see with his eyes. In his eyes, it's not a matter of worthiness. He knows that none of us have a justice claim on his redemption. As St. Paul says, the wages of sin is death. Paul quickly follows, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus sees nothing but pure potential for goodness in all of us created by God, and he wants us to see through those same eyes. He invites us, he invites all of us to goodness. Uh, He invites all of us into his vineyard because he sees the eternal potential for good that we all possess. And when we've accepted his invitation, he has only one wage to offer, the wage that he paid on the cross, the gift of life eternal. A final thought to help put all this in perspective. 
Pope St. Gregory the Great saw in the various times mentioned in this parable, the times throughout the day, the various ages of Jewish history. Dawn was from Adam to Noah. Mid-morning was from Noah to Abraham. Midday was from Abraham to Moses. Mid-afternoon from Moses to the coming of the Son of Man. And the 11th hour, the end of the day, represented the, uh, represented the end of the age from the time of the coming of the Messiah till now. So, so what's, um, so the 11th hour is all of us. We are represented by those who came last. We are those who know the Messiah least. We are those who have last received the invitation to the vineyard. All of us, everyone who is alive right now, we do not deserve to be here. Others will come after us. Will we only see how undeserving they are? Or will we remember how undeserving we are. As we line up for communion at Mass, we're like those who are lining up to be paid in the parable. We're not coming for our just wage, as St. Paul says, that would be death. But because Jesus has truly borne the heat of the day and the brunt of the labor, we come not expecting what we deserve, but we come hoping for the gift that He offers, the gift of life. And we can trust in that because Jesus offers it to us. He gives himself for us. He lays down his life for us. But in that line for pay, can we keep our eyes focused on Jesus and what he has done? Or will we be looking around at everybody else wondering, what's she doing here? What's he doing here? Let us approach the Lord in gratitude that by His grace we have accepted His invitation to the vineyard, but let us rejoice and celebrate equally that others as undeserving as ourselves have also accepted the invitation. Amen. <laughs>